0: One of the beautiful things about our lives as Catholics is the changes in the liturgical year, the different feasts, the different things that we celebrate, we commemorate, and the different seasons. The different seasons of the year. It is very helpful for us for our spiritual lives to have these different seasons. Just like in the the world, I mean the physical world, you have times of growth. You have times when things are colder and um, there's less less growth, but we have the beauty of the snow. The different seasons give it the variety. So we look forward to winter in the middle of summer. We look forward to summer in the middle of winter. And this variation gives so much more um, beauty to the physical world. And it's very much the same with regard to the spiritual life. And our living of our Catholic faith, that we have these different seasons of the year, we have the celebrations of Easter and Pentecost and um, Corpus Christi, Christmas, and all of the and the other major feasts of our Lord, our Lady, the angels and saints throughout the year that are uplifting and joyful. We have the Solemn ceremonies in certain occasions, like Holy Week, Corpus Christi. We have the time that's just kind of normal, not anything extraordinary, but the more routine um, time of Pentecost. And then we have the time that is, of course, the hardest, the most serious, um, the most uh, difficult to our comfort and ease when we go through the season of lent and that is all for our spiritual growth they blend together very well the timing of them is placed very wisely and if we observe those seasons as they're meant to be observed if we enter into the spirit of the church there is so much more so much more richness to our spiritual life our catholic faith takes on so much of a living thing rather than just something that is forgotten about and kind of put to the side or um, easily dismissed until sundays so it's so so helpful for us to really enter into the spirit of the church and with lent coming that's especially the focus of this why i'm bringing this up that if you want to have a rich spiritual life you can't have that without self-denial you can't have that without discipline we can't have that without giving more and more of ourselves to God and this is what the season of Lent furnishes us the opportunity one because the obligation to fast and to abstain is commanded by the church for those who are of the the right age, that is uh, of obligation. As the church remembers the words of our Lord as they were entrusted to her, the apostles, that he said, unless you do penance, you shall likewise perish. And having received from him the authority that whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, the church has made it a serious obligation for us to fast and abstain during the season of Lent. And this is for our enrichment. Without denying ourselves, without detaching ourselves from things that are inordinate in our lives, and giving a little bit more, being more generous with God, without doing that, taking that step, we never come to the, the point where we appreciate and enjoy the special graces that God gives to us spiritual joys are so far superior to physical ones physical pleasures and you don't know that until you experience it and you don't experience that unless you have made efforts to empty yourself of all inordinate attachments to sin and to creatures the season of lent is not only is it helpful that we have this of obligations? The reason the church has made it of obligation is because we wouldn't do it otherwise. If it was an optional thing, we wouldn't do it. Very few would do it. The people that needed to do it the most would never do it. And so the church binds our conscience under pain of serious sin to observe this. So not only do we have the command, the obligation, so we have to do it, but also everyone else is doing it at the same time. It's not well one person is doing it and nobody else it's everyone is doing it together so there is a support in that that the whole church is entering into that same penitential spirit it's also so beneficial for us because during this time we especially focus on the passion of our Lord there is no greater motivation for us than to think of how much our Lord suffered for our sins and knowing that We have not yet atoned for all of our sins. Unless you're a saint. Haven't yet atoned for our sins. And so there is a a price to be paid yet. All of these things go together with it being the the season of the church that the church dedicates. And so when we join with the church... What is the church? It's the, the mystical body of Christ. By joining with the church, we join with Christ himself. When the church prays in her official capacity, like at the Mass or in her, her, her liturgy, it is Christ that is praying for us. So the more closely we enter into that spirit of the church, the more closely we are aligned with Christ, and the more graces we will receive from having done so. And so there is no better time of the year for us to detect, for us to combat our bad habits. There is no time of the year that we're given more help, more grace, more encouragement than the season of Lent. What are some things that we have been too attached to that we haven't been able to give up, that we know have been harmful to us, to our spiritual life? Are there certain things that we spend too much time on like social media, the internet, or TV, that prevents us from getting a rosary in each day or doing our spiritual reading or doing some extra prayers or devotions. What is more important? God or our entertainment? Lent is the time to put the one that is less important to the side and prioritize what is pleasing to God what other things are inordinate in our lives what things are keeping us from doing our duties well some laziness or again some attachment to some entertainment or some pleasure or hobby that's preventing us from doing God's will now is the time to set that aside and to be serious about following picking up the cross and following after Christ It would be well for us to consider that a three-pronged approach to our Lenten program about what we're going to do for Lent. Consider what we're going to give up, firstly. Secondly, consider what extra thing we're going to do, what extra prayers or devotions or readings. That's the positive aspect. And then what virtue in particular are we going to focus on, that we want to really improve those that three-pronged aspect should be what we think about this next week and a half not just one small thing it should be something that is painful not just physically the physical yes that has its place but painful to our self-love if we don't deny ourselves, then we don't love god if we're not willing to give up something for his sake than we love ourselves more than we love God. By giving up things, this first, this first approach, the negative, the negative point to our, our Lenten plan. By giving up things, we till the ground so that the seed of God's grace can actually find a place to grow. If we have no room, <coughs> In our hearts for God then our love for God will not grow there will be no room for it if you want to plant some a garden you have to weed it you have to till the ground if you don't if you just throw seeds there nothing will grow if it does it will not bring forth any fruit weeds grow a lot better than than the vegetables and plants that we want to grow and if you've ever done any gardening you know this and it's the same with our attachments because of our fallen human nature the curse that applies to our human nature fallen nature is the same one that causes the weeds to grow instead of the wheat it's the same thing God cursed the land as well in punishment because of sin that same effect is why we struggle to be virtuous and why it's so easy to be sinful so unless we root out the weeds plow the ground no none of God's seed none of the good the virtues will grow and that's why the negative aspect is so important we have to root out we have to make room for God's grace to work in us so give up things that you're attached to that you know you're doing spending too much time on or distracting you from God's will or that you take too much pleasure in. Deny yourself those things. The second is the positive. What things are we going to do? What extra prayers or devotions? Do I pray the rosary every day? In these times, you need to pray the rosary every day. And if you don't, Lent is a time to start that habit. Find a time, get it done. Spiritual reading. We really need to do spiritual reading because we're getting bombarded all the time with what the world thinks, what human beings think. And we very little, spend very little time considering what God and his saints think. There is, so, there is such a wealth of knowledge and encouragement and inspiration to be found, but we have to take the time to do it. If you don't do spiritual reading every day, at least 10 or 15 minutes, at the very least, if you don't do that, Lent is the time to start. What is our prayer life like do we pray any prayers throughout the day regularly and consistently do we examine our conscience a short examination doesn't need to be lengthy just a moment just a minute at the end of the day do we try to make a point to pray as soon as we get up first thing we do get on our knees thank god for the day that he has given us and the last thing we do at the of the day thank god for the day beg his pardon for any sins we have committed etc do we pray to god throughout the day If we don't do that, Lent is a time to make it a habit, to inculcate that. As for the virtue that we should try to focus on in Lent, well, that has to be catered, of course, to each and every one of us, something that we are particularly in need of, or struggling with. That is something that um, is very important. If we can focus on one virtue at a time, we're much more likely to be successful. and reminding ourselves over and over throughout the day, look for opportunities to practice patience, or humility, or kindness, or self-denial. If you focus on that one, make resolutions in the morning, and then try to think about it throughout the day, you're much more likely to advance in that virtue than if you just say, I'm gonna be good. You want it to be pointed and, and determined. These three aspects make up a successful Lenten program and they go together, hand in hand. The extra prayers, that if we do extra prayers, but don't do any of the self-denial, they will bear very little fruit, because as I said, we haven't prepared the ground. If we do the self-denial, but we don't do any of the extra other things, then it's like plowing the ground and not planting anything in it. What's gonna happen? The weeds will come right back, and you have no good fruit from it. If we don't have some virtue that we're trying to grow, then we're missing the whole point of it. Self-denial and mortification is a means to an end. It's not a goal, an end in itself. Holiness consists in union with God, in love of God. Mortification is a means to that end. It gets love of self out of the way so that the love of God can increase. Having those, those virtues all tend towards the love of God. Union with God. So the penances are not an end in themselves. They're the means to the end. So this three-pronged approach, I want to encourage all of you to think about that. The positive, the negative, and then the virtue to be to, to be worked on. I would encourage too that as, as part of with your spiritual reading, if you couple that with the virtue that you're trying, learning more about the virtue or how to practice the virtue, there's so many writings of the saints and other holy writers that give us a wealth of information and decades, centuries rather, of practical experience in the matter from those who were successful in the attempt, it were in that in that work. Go to them for guidance. Don't try to figure it out on your own because you're going to get pretty, pretty much nowhere. Go to the ones that were successful in it and had inspiration from God on on how they should proceed with it. But also with our spiritual reading, if you're not going to read about a particular virtue, do some of that, but in particular, focus on the sufferings of our Lord. If you want to bear fruit, if you want to have that motivation to, to really give up generously, we have to think about the sufferings of Christ. Maybe at the beginning of Lent, watch the Passion, watch that movie. It's painful but it's good for us. It shows us in a very stark and horrible way, awful way, how much our Lord suffered because of our sins. Watch that movie and ask yourselves, am I being generous with God? What more can I do? How am I going to start this, and how am I going to spend my time this Lent? If we follow this practice and we, pers- we keep up with it throughout Lent, it's six days at a time the church gives us sundays off because she knows our how much better we do if we have a short break and because sundays are the days is the day that christ rose from the dead so there's no obligation to do our penances on sunday six days at a time one day break for a couple weeks it's 40 days counting those weekdays sundays don't count it's this 40 days of Lent are the Monday to Friday, starting Ash Wednesday to Easter Sunday. Give it your best. Give it your best and you will have the fruit of those spiritual those spiritual graces, those consolations that God gives to those who do the work, do the gardening, prepare the, prepare the ground. At the end of Lent, when Easter comes, which is the whole point of Lent to prepare for that, Hopefully, we can all, the, the words of our Lord can all be applied to us. That the seed fell upon good ground. That these are they who with the right and good heart, having heard the word, hold it fast and bear fruit in patience. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.